Uy, Luis, by the mm. way, nakita mo ba yung bagong trailer ng Spider-Man? Oo, Kat, Diyos ko, sobrang patok. Ang daming nang nag-aabang talaga noon dati pa. <laughs> Totoo, actually, maingay na nga yung mga Marvel fans sa newsfeed ko. Sa'yo ba? Oo, same. Like, sobrang dami. Pag-scroll mo, Spider-Man. Pag-scroll mo, Spider-Man pa rin talaga. <laughs> Pero yan, Kat, mahili ka ba sa Marvel? Uh, well, hindi ganun, hindi ganun ka-healing talaga. Ang hili ko kasi yung mga movies ay medyo fantasy. Tapos, ano kasi ako, mm. Disney baby ako. So, ang paborito ko ay yung mga musical movies at mga <laughs> Pixar animated movies. So, yun talaga yung hindi ko pinalalagpas. Pero no hit naman kasi masaya naman din talaga at magaganda ang Marvel movies. Oo, no. Kasi ako sa part ko naman, mahili ko sa dystopian fantasy. Yan yung mga Harry Potter, mga Percy Jackson, ganyan. Tapos, Siyempre, yun parang at the same time, nakakaiyak yung sa part ng Maze Runner na, alam mo yun, yung namatay si Newt, ganyan. <laughs> Uy, namatay siya? <laughs> oh, 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 ay, sorry, na- spoil ko ba? <laughs> Hala, hindi ko alam yun. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Hala, ano ba? <laughs> Venturing health-related journeys, one Friday at a time. This is Hashtag TCIF, Bang Cha, It's Friday Season 2. <laughs> Sige, na-spoil na rin naman ako, mga kaibigan. So, papanurin ko na lang later. Anyway, okay lang yon Kung naiiyak ka, men are also allowed to cry whenever they want. I mean, yes, society shape machismo pride saying all men can't act like this or can't act like that. Lalaki tayo, dapat malakas, ganyan. Yes, no, like the manliness of a man, society has standards of it, which is why men are afraid to be vulnerable or simply engage in emotional things. For most of uh, us, like, we'll see uh, it as a weakness, no? Like, disagreeing na man as someone, parang siyang nakaka-less of a man. Yun yung, ano nila eh, thought nila about it. Correct, Louise. Yan. It's uh, been rampant, no? And an, on- an ongoing issue sa ating society, especially now, kahit na sobrang... Uh, progressive na kahit papano ng generation natin kasi marami na ang open sa new conversations mm-hmm. and topics. Thankfully, today's episode is just about right. Sobrang timely kat, no? Kaya let us break the stereotypes and make a good term from toxic masculinity. Are we ready to introduce our guest for today, Kat? Yes, definitely. The man who's about to smash these Toxic Stereotypes is an anthropologist and art historian by training with a strong background in gender, media, and visual culture studies. He is also a researcher of male sex work in the Philippines with a total of nine published studies, a policy consultant in various public and private institutions, and a seasoned faculty member. He advocates gender sensitivity, SOGI, and LGBTQIA plus issues in the academe and workplace setting. A role model a role model he is, right, Kat? <laughs> exactly, Louise. But not only that, he is also a graduate of Bachelor of Arts in Arts Studies and Master of Arts in Anthropology at the University of the Philippines. He is currently taking his Master Philosophy in Multidisciplinary Gender Studies at the University of Cambridge. Panes, bigatin tong During his masteral degree, he's, uh, his research focused on sex works and LGBTQIA plus entitled Macho, Manly, and Lalaki in the Philippine Culture, Male Dancers, Pagkalalaki, and the, and the Political Economy of Desire. 
Yes, he also served as an instructor in the Polytechnic University of the Philippines as well as in the Pamantasan ng Mansadang Manila where he was awarded the Outstanding Faculty Member Award. For sure, kilala to ng ating mga seniors, mm-hmm. no? Last but definitely not the least, he is also served as a consultant and researcher at University of the Philippines Ateneo School of Government, University of Santo Tomas, and Philippine Institute of Development Studies. Moreover, he is currently working as assistant professional lecturer in the La Salle College of St. Benil and has been recently elected as the Cambridge University Filipino Society President. Ayan. Yes. Diba? Recently elected lang siya, pero nandito siya with us today, Luis. Grabe naman talaga yung na time <laughs> ng ating mga guest speakers. And it's an honor and privilege. Without further fuss, may we introduce to all of you, Professor Michael Pastor, or Prof. Mikey. Ayan. Hello po, sir. Good Hello po. po. Kamusta po? <laughs> so, good morning from the other side of the world. Um, good evening <laughs> to the Philippines. So, uh, maybe before we start, um, I just want to, you know, introduce myself again and um, maybe invite everyone. So, um, hi guys, I'm Michael, uh, and I'm inviting everyone to tune in to Hashtag TCIF, Tank Cho, it's Friday, every week from November 2021 to January 2022 on Facebook, YouTube, and Spotify. So, together, let us venture on health-related journeys one Friday at a time. So, Yon, um, I hope to you would enjoy today's session with us. And I hope it will be a very fruitful engagement for everyone. Before we further address the issues and ways to overcome the toxic masculinity, po, may we first ask you, po, uh, Prof. Mikey, like, sa inyo po, uh, in, uh, what exactly is toxic masculinity? Uh, this is um, napaka buzzword if you would ask me. This is can be this can be considered quite a buzzword in the recent years, especially. Um, Let's put things in perspective. Ha? In very academic context, there's not much discussion on what toxic masculinity is before. So, you know, it's a fairly new term for everyone to describe, you know, how toxic problematic behaviors of men rooted in patriarchy is actually damaging everyone. When we say everyone, regardless, kahit lalaki ka, babae ka, member ka na LGBTQ, bakla ka, or anything else, or any other cultural term on gender, affected ka ng toxic masculinity. As we say. So I think in simpler terms, we can say that toxic masculinity is everything that is harmfully uh, provided, harmfully provided by patriarchy that men do in society. So it's all these set of behaviors that are potentially dangerous. So it sets the precedence, for example, rape culture, um, sex-based discrimination, sex stereotyping, stigma. Those kind of things are connected when we talk about toxic masculinity in, in general. So I think that's the best way for us to, you know, have at least, at least a little bit of an overview of what it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, grabe yung, ano, no? grabe yung, like, uh, passion niyo po talaga in terms of this kind of topics, no? Pero ano po, what inspired po or motivated po na para maging advocate po kayo ng, uh, like, for LGBTQI plus community and gender, etc. po, mga ganun po? Well, this is a very, um, a very personal um engagement because um i think i've i've, I've experienced a lot of gender related discrimination violence and everything else from growing up until now so i think that's one of the factors why i have that very strong um 
belief na alam mo yon let's uplift the LGBTQ community I think that's it um siguro ando na ako sa part na I want to break stereotypes for example there's always a thinking na kapag isa kang LGBTQ educator you are predatory alam mo yon you would have like these kinds of gay teachers who would use their powers to you know solicit sexual advantages on students and parang it becomes a bad image for everyone And there's always a presumption, ah, kapag bakang prof, yan, habol yun ganito. So I'm also trying to break that kind of norm through my practice, like telling you that not everyone's like that. I think we have to break away from that stereotypes. Um, I'm also very um, outspoken when it comes to bullying and discrimination, especially when it comes to gender-based violence. Okay. Um, HIV AIDS, I think um, I've experienced it firsthand. I mean, I, I'm not diagnosed with HIV, but um, I, had a, I had a relative who passed away. due to complications from it. So, you know, um, you, you see these realities with you um, that somehow shifts your perspective as a person. And then um, I had a close encounter with sex workers as well. I mean, at some point, um, uh, at some point, my cousins were, um, some of my cousins engaged in this uh, kind of um, enterprise. So, you know, I'm seeing all of these gendered problems in society firsthand, even domestic violence. I've seen... I've experienced it at home, even gun violence. So that's, I think that's the very reason why I'm very engaged when it comes to gender issues. And as much as possible, I want to educate people about it. And then in terms of practice, in terms of teaching, I always make sure that um, if I have students who are you know, um, members of the LGBTQ and everything, as much as possible, I want to make them feel welcome and safe. I, I want to make sure that, you know, you're in my class, you're protected. If someone bullies you, I'll counter that right away. So, you know, I, I also instill that kind of behavior, you know, men, women, stop bullying. Huwag kayong ganito sa mga classmates na LGBTQ and everything. Let's be, have some sensitivity. Or preno, when we make our jokes and everything else, sometimes it might not be harmful for you, but it can be harmful for the person directed at. Diba? Yung mga ganyang mga pasimpleng jokes. So yung mga ganyang simple things, those are also some things I police. whenever um, related to my practice. So, you know, it's both personal and professional. I think that's the best way to qualify. Yes, very well said po, Professor. No? Isa sa mga talagang takeaway ko dun sa sinabi nyo is yung gender-based racism or discrimination. Kasi, syempre, as a woman myself, so I've experienced mm-hmm. that firsthand from the men I have encountered before. Parang, when you're a woman in your young 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 20s, parang you, you're continuously downsided by people who are superior of you, superior, yes. quote-unquote, kasi parang they're older, etc. So, Uh, it 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 takes it takes a village for women like me to make uh, men like them understand what my actual point is, de ba? So parang yes. le, pati yung sinabi ni, ni Sir kanina na uh, regarding sa bullying, ayan. Shempre hindi natin may iwas. And it's really it's really um it's uh satisfying to hear that. Uh, you're one of those professors who actually police, kagaya nga po na sinabi nyo, uh, police these kinds of situations kasi may ibang professor na parang will just turn a blind eye over it. Blind eye over it rather. Since nga parang hindi naman na malaking issue, parang lahat naman na nakaka-encounter ng ganun. So it's not, it's not, it's not not a big issue because it is, kumbaga, di ba? So, um, Speaking of these kinds of behaviors, po, Prof. Mikey, what social factors po ba affect a man's emotional and mental expression? 
So, yung mga ganitong kinds of behaviors, let's say, um, the very problematic ones. Because I, I think we also have to know one side. I think this is very important if we would be talking about masculinity. Um, there is always that problem in in not just in gender scholarship ha, but also in general that ay lagi mong tingin sa masculinity is always bad but you have to understand that i think if you would look at the studies on gender ang laging presumption ay masculinity is all am laging may masama or karamihan ng problems natin is actually rooted in masculinity without understanding it's really more of patriarchy and how patriarchy created a specific kind of masculinity So which means, uh, meron kang masculinities that are not necessarily bad. Because if we would try to put that kind of framing as well, you can also say na, just because femininity is always the oppressed one, or the women are subjected palagi, it doesn't mean that women and even femininity as a behavior doesn't have its negative dimensions. Diba? It also has its own toxic um, characteristics as well. But it just so happens that we also have to recognize that much of the problems that we are in right now are caused by men and not by women. So parang, you know, there's that kind of like um, a clear um, preference or bias towards, you know, men is always the problem. That's why sometimes it's very hard to have a healthy debate and discussion that, you know, not all men. And then some people would say, yeah, so you deserve an award for that because you're not the, the rest of men. And I'm like, It's not that. I just want us to be very cautious of the the, 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 the dangers of stereotyping men as well. So because, I mean, all of these harmful things we are already aware, but we have to be very careful not to reinforce these stereotypes as well. We want to change it, but we also don't want to reinforce the problematic ones. So we need to have that kind of dialogue. And the problem is that I think in most instances, there are even some who are hardcore feminists who are having a hard time dealing with this and that's what that's always my point and that's what I always tell them i get that i get that women are oppressed i know that but you also have to understand you also need to look at it from the other perspective as well there are also men who are also duly oppressed by men themselves because remember patriarchy is i think one of the important dimension that shapes men's emotional and mental expression because like remember patriarchy told you men shouldn't be like this men shouldn't be emotional men should be um providers men should be like this and all of that those are i, I think clear cut demarcations on what masculinity should be uh, is all of it bad i guess no but is all of it good neither you can't say otherwise Okay, kasi for example, ah, tina natin. Um, in um in our society na lang, Philippine society. If you would look at masculinity, may certain standards ka that are very cultural and something that people all, almost all people subscribe to. Like for example, kapag ikaw lalaki, especially kapag tatay ka, you have to be the um haligi ng tahanan, quote unquote. I think that's a that's a cultural stereotype that we have that you know, you provide everything for the family. And that's a standard an, an expected standard for men to fulfill. That it's your obligation to provide for the family. That's why men, to some extent, it conditioned men. Now you know, I have to work hard. I have to get a good job. I have to provide for my family. I want to make sure the needs are provided and everything else. Okay, if you would notice, um, men's being men being so focused on their job, sometimes they forget their own emotional and mental health as well because they have that that, that obligation that they have is the one that they always have in mind. That's why, if you would think about it, we don't talk about what are the struggles of men. 
Because we always just expect that or question that. Nafulfill mo ba yung obligation mo? Nagagampanan mo ba yung kailangan mong gawin bilang isang lalaki, bilang isang ama? We always ask that question without asking, kamusta ka? And if you would look at it, that question poses an ethic of care. How do you care about men's health as well, both mentally and emotionally? Like, you know, they fulfill the expectation, which is a good one. They provide for their families. They provide for their kids and everything else. But have we provide an emotion, uh, the right emotional and uh, mental support that they would need as well? And then if you would look at the common framing, for example, sa mga pelikula, di ba makikita mo, pag nakakita ka ng mag-asawa, yung minsan yung, yung tipong framing ha, uuwi si lalaki, puyat, pagod, Si babae, tatalak, magre-reklamo. Ang si lalaki, nagwawala, makikipag-away, hindi na lang makikipagsagutan. But if you would try to put that in real-world context, it speaks of something else. Yung response ba ng babae of being this kind of questioning, walang tiwala, and everything late umuuwi ng bababae and all, isn't that also quite a problematic toxic behavior? Yung na hindi mo tinatanong, bakit ganito yung ginagawa ng asawa mo? Well, maybe... Marami siyang kailangan gawin, kailangan niya magtrabaho overtime, kailangan niya ng pera and everything. And then you come here accusing him ng bababae ka, no? Saan napupunta yung pera mo? Diba? Yung mga ganong kinds of framing that we see in media, in stories, in telenovelas, it's reflective of how our world functions. So, alam mo yun, it's reinforced, not just in terms of culture, but also with what you see. Kaya, you know, if you would look at that kind of connection, Makikita mo yung problem. Are we really talking about men's struggles? Are we really that aware of how men experience suffering? Have we talked about men engaging in risky behaviors, in dangerous actions? Have we looked at the other dimension, why they do that? Instead of simply thinking, ah, kapag lalaki, risk taker talaga yan. Ah, kapag lalaki, ganto talaga yan. Have you even questioned yung mga ganyang assumptions? Because, you know, I think that's it. Eh. The, the social factors that we have made us think that what we see is normal and that we don't question it. Diba? Y- yun yung isa sa mga challenges. That's why whenever I, I, I encounter this question on what social factors, we have, to, we have to say it right now. Patriarchy is a major factor. How patriarchy created these dimensions. How patriarchy refused the emergence of other forms of masculinity. Like, for example... Lalaki ka pa rin naman kahit umiyak ka, walang masama. But, be, but men are always shamed when they cry. Laging ang presumption, tiba kapag lalaki ka, dapat matigas ka, dapat matapang ka. And when people, when men starts to feel weakness and everything, their masculinity is questioned. Bakla ka ba? Ganyan. When in fact, parang umiyak lang ako, nanghina ako, but it doesn't mean I'm gay or attracted to a man already. Why is it that we associate a certain kind of behavior into something that's considerably a weak one? So, so nagigess ninyo, even when we say um, um, men dominated society and everything else, men created the rules and everything else, not all men comply to this. Not all men can subscribe to this. And even them are affected as well, in as much as the women and other minorities are also affected by it. So, ang magiging question natin dito is that, sino ba yung kalaban natin? <laughs> are, are we... Tackling culture? Are we tackling social standards and everything else? Or are we tackling everything? Because it's something we don't want to engage. Yun siya. I think that's how I would respond to this question. Sorry kung medyo mahaba, but I, I hope that the, that the message is quite clear.
Yes po, no. Like, and uh, dami ko pong nakuha about it po. Actually, like, growing up po, uh, to be honest, sa part ko po, uh, kasi nung dumatan, tumalaki po ako, hindi ako yung klase ng lalaki na, uh, di ba yung dapat uh, makulit, or yung parang may mga ganong klase ng, ano, ganong klase din. Nakikita yun ng mga tao na hindi ako engaged masyado sa activities ng guys, kahit sa basketball. I'm not even sporty. Hindi ako, ano, hindi ako laging sumasama sa kanila pag maglalaro or such, ganyan-ganyan. Then, I've been questioned a lot of people. Every single time na may kilala nila ako, ina-ask nila ako, like, are you gay? Yun yung tanong sa akin lagi. Kasi, hindi daw ako nakikita nagbabasketball and yung galaw ko daw, feminine. Tapos, uh, yung the way I speak, the way I siguro uh, interact with people, uh, they will always assume that I'm, ano, uh, I'm weak or sabi nila minsan talaga, ginagawa nilang derogatory form yung bakla eh. Like, parang sinasabi nila na, ah, like, ayan, ah, bakla ka ba? Ganyan-ganyan. Tara, sige, sumama ka sa amin. Sige nga, ganyan. Parang, yung mga simpleng ganun lang na ano. Then, parang growing up, uh, I've, I've been really, ano, uh, I've been really traumatized of it. Na naiisip ko na, na, yung term din na gay, yung term na, uh, yung asar sa mga lalaki na ganyan, parang nagagalit na rin ako every time na sinasabi yun sa akin. Kasi, yun yung ano eh, yun yung pinapamulat nila sa akin, yun yung binibigay nila sa akin, uh, ano, dahil hindi ako pasok sa standard ng isang uh, Filipino male. And, uh, it's really, ano, it's really devastating na parang tumatanda ako na, na, kahit I like, uh, kahit I like someone na, na babae, I can't, kasi yung tingin sa akin is not, the, it's not, hindi yung, hindi kagaya ng mga maangas ko mga classmates or mga something like that. Pero, uh, ayun po, like, Siguro pong, ayun niya, uh, ask ko lang din po, no, Prof. Mikey, like, how do these factors po, like, affect man's way of living their lives? Siguro, ayun po, may personal experience na rin naman po ako dun, pero, uh, paano po yung nakaka-affect sa life nila and the way they interact with other people around them? Po? Sige. Um, I think that's a very good, we can use your experience as an example because I'm pretty sure a lot of men, and I mean, I mean men, regardless of your sexual orientation and gender identity and expression, ayan, given na medyo, uh, I, I'm someone who understands Soji very well and um, advocates for Soji, pero meron din kasi critique of Soji. So maybe we can have that in a separate conversation. But um, I think what you, the story that you've mentioned is very important in terms of, number one, that kind of um, pressure, the peer pressure to prove that you're a man is something that, that men experience at a very young age. To some extent pa nga, ang nangyayari, if you don't fit the standards right away, they automatically impose it on you. So do you see that kind of difference? So kung ikaw, you have to prove, yung iba naman, alam na nilang ganun sila, it will be imposed on them. So parang, kaya nga minsan, mahirap pag-usapan din yung usapin ng bakla in the case, in the context of masculinity because to some extent, it's the male standards of society is the masculinity that shaped the emergence of the bakla identity. Diba? I mean, let's face it, may derogatory dimension and everything because andun tayo eh. It's the society's imposition of what man should be that created this other identity that we have. Alam mo yun? Automatic, kasabi sa'yo, kapag ikaw ay mahinhin, kapag ikaw ay malamya, kapag ikaw ay ganito, etc., bakla ka kagan. Even if you would say na hindi, so sabi nila, eh, hindi, bakla ka ganyan ka. Kaya minsan nangyayari, those pe- imagine this, if you're a kid and you're constantly fed that kind of thinking, you would end up growing up thinking na ganun ka. It's, a, it's to some extent that the society is taking away your freedom to decide who you are 
simply because they want to see right away if you conform to the standards or not. Nagigets? Kaya nga minsan, yung ganitong, um, yung ganitong klase ng interaction with a lot of people, how they police your behaviors, how they police your appearances and everything else, it affects and shapes your identity. Kaya ako titignan mo, if I would um, put in another potentially related example, mahirap pag-usapan ng usapin ng coming out sa Philippines. Because if you would think about it, coming out is a re- relatively, quote-unquote, mas, mas uh, more of a recent phenomenon siya. Because if you would try to talk about generational differences among gay men, misal nga, walang paglalalad na nagaganap eh. Parang oh, misal ina-assume na nga, yun ka na eh. But you, were ne- you never had that coming out story. And then all of a sudden, you would see a lot of things in media celebrating coming out stories. So, to some extent, nagkakaroon ka ngayon ng generational gap and at the same time, intergenerational drift. Na parang, eh, hindi kasi ganyan yung sa amin. Eh. Tapos kayo ganyan. Tapos parang mas visible yung stories nyo. Tapos parang kami yung sideline and everything else. So, may mga ganyan. And the thing is, you have to understand that masculinity played a role in that kind of dimension. Okay? Parang before, Basta pag, pag nakita ng mga lalaki na, ah, babakla-bakla ka, ganyan ka, ipamumukha yun sa'yo lagi. So, totoo yun. Nangyayari yun na parang you would always be in that constant constant struggle to prove na I'm not. So, it, it's really a challenge. It's really a challenge. And then, ngayon, paano natin to makokorek? Okay? Um, kasi I, I think that's a very, the, the subsequent question that we have to ask as well. Eh. If you have these kinds of problematic interactions coming in, How do we resolve these problematic ones? Diba? Siguro yung one way lang is for us to, I mean, gas-gas na to, it's a cliche, but we have to educate people. But it can be something that's a challenging thing to do as well because this education must address cultural beliefs. And we have to understand culture is much more difficult to change. Diba? And ayun, um, how, how, how these factors affect men's, men's way of living their lives, again, it's either you stay straight, You be heterosexual, you conform because you don't want you don't want to be excluded. Two, you just don't give a damn because alam mo yon. Kaya tano sabi mo, alam ko lalaki ako and babae ang gusto ko. May mga ganon din. Alam mo, wala silang pa kaya yung kami parang amalam yah as abaka malam amalam yah abaka sila hisa din all of that and all of us aden alalaki pala eventually after. So alam mo matatawa ka with people na parang ano ba hindi kaya mapalagay, <laughs> de ba? And the third, eventually go into the other path. Maybe their their identity is really not really identifying with straight. Or at the same time, they would just be wanting wanting to explore and figure out who they are. So these ways would eventually affect how you perceive your own self and how you understand your you know your identity as a man, regardless of what your identity gender identity and expression is. Yes, po no, because like uh. Grabe yung ano, grabe yung trauma noon, <laughs> yung bully mm-hmm. ng other people sa akin yes. that time. Na uh, may may times na rin po kasi na parang hindi na ako dahil sa sobrang ganoon na yung tingin ko sa mga guys na kagaya ko. Like uh, alam ko na hindi na ako mag-fit sa ganung klase ng standard. I end up ano, I end up like befriending mga babae. Yung mga ano, mga mga girls na yung nakakasama ko lagi. Which is why lagi yung yung parang femininity side ko lalong lalong nagiging feminine kasi nga nakakasama ko puro na babae and such ganyan, ganyan. then parang hindi na ako nagkakaroon ng chance na uh, makasama yung guys talaga yung kasi the way uh, ano may mga times din naman na gusto kong uh, makipaglaro sa kanila yung mga ganong klase ng ano mm-hmm. naalala ko siya as a child kasi it's very traumatic to me na 
uh, hmm. mumurahin nila ako minsan kasi ayaw nila akong kasama. May mga ganong klase ng ano, like nung elementary, pagdating ng high school, takot pa ako sa guys. Like, hindi, mm-hmm. hindi na ako na, hindi na ako nagdadalawang isip na uh, may kipagkaibigan ba ako sa kanila or hindi. Kasi alam ko naman ending nun, uh, they'll just bully me. They'll just uh, parang degrade me for who I am or hindi nila ako, hindi nila ako papansin, hindi nila ako papansin ganun. Pero, as the time passed by, actually, I, nakahanap ako ng friends na guys na hindi sila ganun ka-judgmental. Though, uh, though may mga, ano nga, may mga tanong nga sila minsan na hindi na bumabalik sa dati pero sinasabi ko na no I'm not like that hindi ako ganoon pinapaintindi kasi na ganito ako ganyan ako and uh, parang kasi ang ang iniisip din ng ibang guys siguro pag kaya ano kaya nila tinatanong if if yung friend nilang guy is gay ba is parang like may, nagiging ano siya parang iniisip nila pagsasalamantalahan or parang may mga ganong klase ng ano may mga ganong klase ng uh, mindset oo ng mga lalaki na oh ano ah hindi kita gusto ah parang ganun yung Y- yung mga ano mga gusto nilang iparating kaya ayaw nila doon sa ganung klase ng ano parang wait lang hindi naman ako ganun eh <laughs> ano ba yung gusto nilang iparating <laughs> okay medyo ang funny nga minsan nga ang banat ng mga friends ko dyan parang ano parang pag friends sa lalaki automatic type ka hindi nga kita type hindi ka nga gwapo eh isa nga ganun na nga yung banat <laughs> yes. ng iba you know to make it comedic na parang just because I'm friends with straight men doesn't mean type kita hindi kita pet or whatsoever. Alam mo yun, you really have that kind of funny thing. Pero alam mo yun, even it may sound funny or ridiculous, that's, that's still problematic. Eh? Parang, why is it that um, men who conform traditional masculinity standards and values always feel threatened whenever there's someone who doesn't conform? <laughs> na parang, di, di, di ba? It's always that kind, it's always that question na parang, bakit ba? Porkit ba ba? Di, automatic ba? Pagsasamantalahan ka ba? Automatic ba type ka? Hindi ba pala yung dude? Can we just be fucking friends? Ayan, sorry na pamura na ako ha, pero <laughs> I, 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 I think, alam mo yun, kasi it can be a bit frustrating for a lot of people na alam mo yun, gusto ko naman maging kaibigan I don't have malicious intentions. Bakit parang automatic ang tingin mo? Meron akong masamang bala. Di ba? Pero, ito, ito nga, babalik din kasi tayo doon sa um, general observation and awareness of people. Na alam mo, yung mga stereotype ka kasi, may mga cases ka na ganito ang nangyayari. Di ba? Yung mga kasi ba na, yes, ah, kapag yung bahla nakipag-inuman sa straight, tapos alam mo, nakapag may alak, may balak, ganyan. <laughs> yung mga ganyang ty- kinds of stereotypes. It happens not just in urban settings, but also in rural settings. Okay? Minsan pa nga, nagiging right of passage pa nga yan for some men, eh, na parang, alam mo yun, measurement nila na anak, natikman ka na ba ng bading or what? Kasi parang alam yun, pag alam nila na virgin yung bading, ikaw yung nakauna, parang trophy pa nga yan minsan, eh, it reinforces their masculinities. May mga ganyan kang, ano ha, may mga ganyan kang dimensions to that. Pero syempre, you have to consider then varied context to. Hindi siya mag apply sa lahat ng context sa atin. Kasi bakit? Iba ang cultural experience ng mga bakla in the metropole sa Manila, sa mga big cities. Ibang experience ng isang baklang nakatira sa probinsya. Diba? They have a totally different, diverse experiences then. So parang you have to understand, not even the experience of gayness and how gayness relates to masculinity and everything else is not a universal, wala kang, wala kang, pwede mo pa rin sabihin universal pattern. Okay? It varies talaga. Although, what we can say is that the dynamics of, you know, um, how masculinity is perceived, how other forms of masculinity are considered a threat, how masculinity is always scared of being questioned and the need to constantly prove yourself. Para nakakapagod siya on the part of men. And at the same time, isipin mo ha, parang ganito. Lalaki ka na, 
pag napatunayan mong lalaki ka, may, may kasunod pang standard. Di ba? Parang ganda yan. Imagine mo. Madami. Di ba? Sunod-sunod yan as you grow old. Sunod-sunod yan. For example, unang basis ay pag lalaki ka, bata ka, unang tingin, ano yung mga nilalaro mo? Pag na-comply mo yon check, lalaki to. Mayamaya, pag natuli, ah, check ito. Pag nagka-girlfriend, ah, check ito. Pag nakapag-sex na may naka, may naka-sex na to, ah, check ito. Pag marami kang babae naka-sex, ah, check ito, lalaki to. Ah, pag may asawa to, ah, check ito, lalaki to. Ah, pag may anak to, check ito. And then eventually, you have to look at it from that kind of checklist I just gave you. That men, okay ha, men at a young age, all the way they age up to old age, lagi, they constantly have to prove na lalaki pa rin sila. Minsan nga, ito ha, kapag matanda na nga, sometimes some of them would want to take Viagra. Just to constantly, constantly appoint na, alam mo yun, viril pa rin sila, malakas pa rin sila, quote-unquote, may asim pa rin sila. Using the female term, alam mo may asim pa, matanda pa, alam mo yun. So, parang, um, haven't we, can't we, can we stop this kind of um, constant, um, requiring constant proof for men to constantly prove that they are men? So, di ba parang, hindi sa mapapagod ka eh. These are quite things na parang, oo nga, no? if you would think about it carefully, parang, oo nga, no? never na natapos yung pagpuprove ng men about their lives as men. Di ba? And then, another interesting thing, ah, kasi in some societies, syempre, I won't name societies, but there are also instances that um, there are some men, ito ha, this would be something that would be interesting for some people. There are some men who, after meeting a certain threshold of their masculinity, starts to explore gay relationships or homosexual relations, homosexual acts. May mga ganon. Kasi parang for examples, for some of these men, as, kasal na ako, may anak na ako, na-fulfill ko na yung traditional expectations. So parang alam mo yun, even if they would go play around with homosexuality, no one would question them. Kasi parang alam mo, ah, may asawa, may anak eh, paano yun magiging badi? Diba? So, diba na-imagine nyo rin? Parang, Oo nga, no? Na-check parang, na yung checklist. Eh. Yes, parang <laughs> ano, oh, diba? <laughs> parang yung, mom, yung father ni Kylie tsaka ni Kendall Jenner na late, na-realize na siya. Hmm. Di ba naging trans woman siya? So, ayun, oh, diba? tama yung sabi ni Sir. Di ba, may mga ganit ang instances. So, parang, di ba, doon mo rin makikita eh, na parang, yes, men conform, but there are also a limit to conformity. Hanggang saan? kamagokonform. Because I think if you would use Jen, um, Jenner's case, parang, alam mo yun, parang, he, got, he just, um, she just got fed up. Parang, ayoko na. This is me. Parang, I've hid this for so long for the sake of conforming. I don't want to be, um, alam mo yun, casted out. I don't want to be ostracized. And which is, kung titinan mo rin naman, yung age rin naman ni Jenner, pati yung generation na pinanggalingan niya, is not really welcoming. Diba? They're not really welcoming of gays and everything else, discrimination and everything. So para alam mo yon, the safe zone for some of these um, gay men who came out later on in life, meron, you have to understand they were also within that kind of battle. They want to protect their identities. They want to protect their status. So as much as it frustrates them, they have to conform. Diba? And only when they fulfill the checklist, saka sila magka-come out. And then ngayon mo pati timing na napaka-welcoming ng younger generation. So para alam mo yon, they would really defend these kinds of things. Kaya nga di ba minsan, pagdating sa usapin ng identity politics, ang mga bagets ngayon ay social justice warriors. To the point na parang lahat na lang ata, ikakancel mo. So it can, also, yes. it can also be a bit frustrating. Kasi parang 
sometimes walang ka-cancel, cancel ka-cancel mo. Parang, mm, maybe, minasel tayo ng content. Pero, I mean, that's, that's a separate thing to discuss all together. But, I, I think you both get, you both get the point. Yes. I think yun yes. yun, di ba? I mean, that constant checklist, parang, ikaw rin mismo magsasawa eh. Di ba? Pero, alam yun, but we still can't deny, there are men who, alam mo yun, are pretty much fine with complying it and pretty much confident with their sexualities. May mga ganun din naman eh. Alam mo yun, there are some men who learn later on na parang, alam mo yun, okay lang. I mean, ta- ganito naman talaga ako. Oh, this is something that I wanted. So we can't also blame them for complying with the checklist. Kasi yun yung, that's how they identify eh. That's how they also want to cement their own identities. I think the only dangerous thing comes in when they start to impose it on others. Kasi di ba parang, not all of us had the same opportunities, same background, same learning, same and um, growing up context. So we cannot expect that everyone would come from this same background would have the same effect. Yan siya. So I think that's how we can um, put that, how, how these factors affect and yes. how they interact with people around them. Yes. Actually, I'm very lucky no, to have my best friend and my boyfriend become best friends as well. So, yung best friend ko na gay kasi is, ano, uh, he, he wa- when I met him, sabi niya sa akin, sabi niya, takot daw siya sa mga lalaki. Though, like, he has, like, a big fat crush on guys. Parang yung mga very, very, uh, parang machismo type na talagang mm-hmm. very masculine type of men. Gal- at takot, galit. Takot siya. So, kapag nung, nung time na pinapakilala ko sa kanya yung boyfriend ko, sabi niya, hihiya ako, didaw, didaw niya. Alam ko paano mag-react yung boyfriend ko. Sa kanya, sabi ko gano'n. Mm-hmm. And I'm very lucky to have a boyfriend who's very accepting and very, ano siya, Uh, I've been with him for three years and throughout our relationship, talagang uh, he changed a lot as in, as in naging very emotionally engaged siya sa relationship namin. So, it, 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 yung sinabi natin, yung sinabi ni Sir Kanina na regarding kakamustahin mo yung lalaki, I can relate to that a lot kasi um, I always make sure to ask him how he is, kamusta na ba siya, Like, mm-hmm. is there anything he wants to talk about? Like, like he can keep. Because he's a very, you know, eh, very mysterious type na. Mm. Nag, uh, which is typical for most men, di ba po sir? Yeah. Na parang talagang makimkim na hindi masadong, di masadong magsasalita na kanilang feelings or problems. Kanya kasi feeling nila kaya na nila magkisa, etc. Mm-hmm. So. Ayun, I am very happy and lucky. Shout out sa home na di nakikinig ka man. Uh, na <laughs> oo na like throughout our relationship, I've seen him grow not only as uh, like a man for himself but a man for other people. So mm-hmm. sobrang ganda, sobrang nakakatuwa at sana maiparating natin yung message natin ngayong gabi no na ganito kasi talaga yung concept ng Uh, masculinity na dapat nating i-accept as a society at hindi yung nakag- nakagawian natin na, mm-hmm. na definition, di ba? So, ayun po, sir, speaking of um, what we want to send out to our listeners, what is your message to men who have been a victim of toxic masculinity and men in general po? Okay. So, this is a very... big requirement if you would ask me. <laughs> kasi parang, um, number one kasi, when we talk about um, victims of toxic masculinity, I think there are a lot of people who can relate. And I think, um, and, and this is also something that I would be wanting to 
throw out there. Maybe I would want to call on both researchers, students who would be doing their studies and everything else, and even to the larger people who are not in the academe, that maybe we need to start talking about the violent effects of patriarchy on men. Because I think even in gender studies scholarship, that's rarely talked about. We, we don't talk about how men experience bullying. We don't, we don't talk about how men explore their sexualities, but still stay true to their claim that we, I'm still heterosexual, but I'm exploring male-to-male sexual relations. We haven't talked about men experiencing trauma. We haven't talked about men who experience rape. We haven't talked about men who have been suffering in silence from mental health. from depression and everything else, from mental health concerns, yung mga yan. We don't talk about how, what men feels whenever they provide to their families and their families are feeling so ungrateful. We haven't talked about that. We haven't talked about how men have to deal with loneliness, working abroad just to provide for their families, only to find out that their wives were already flirting with someone else. We haven't talked about how men are also victims of um, cheating, of premarital relations. We haven't talked about how women are also capable of cheating men. We haven't talked about how men experience other issues that also deliberately affects women and other LGBT. minorities. I think we, for us to achieve that kind of um, healthy discourse, open discussion, clear engagement on all of these gender-related issues, we need to start including men in the discussion as well. We know that men have been the problem for so long. It's already an established fact. We don't have to debate that. I think that's a given. But we also have to understand that not all men were a, were, were a participant to that violent cycle because there were also men who were equally victims of this. And if we want, okay, and if we want to achieve a, a, a more humane, a more egalitarian society, we have to include men in the discussion as well. And I think that's, that's also a critique and a challenge to the feminist agenda of gender equality. We talk about women empowerment. We talk about the liberation of the sexes. And that liberation should also include men who are confined to the dangerous critique of, the, you know, the dangerous problem of patriarchy that we feminists constantly critique. Parang, But, I mean, let's face it, patriarchy is a problem. It is an institutional power that defines everything around us. But if we don't include men in the discussion on how to dismantle patriarchy, we would end up in the same cycle of debate and in the same frustration that we can't achieve equality. Why? Because we also exclude men in the agenda. You can talk about the liberation or the liberation of the sex if you don't include liberating men from the oppressive structures of patriarchy. Alam mo yun? It also means requiring men and teaching men to unlearn the problematic formulations of patriarchy. And some people would say, mahirap baguhin. No. If you yourself would do engagement, there's a way to change it. Some, when you engage men and you ask men to be emotional and it's okay to be emotional without judging them, they would be freely open to give give their sentiments. I think yung, yung case mo pa nga lang sa partner mo na sinabi man parang yung boyfriend mo, kinakamusta mo siya, nagsasabi siya ng mga sentiments and everything. I think that's a starting healthy point. You have to understand that's an, that's an important start, healthy starting point. Kasi bakit? You are, kasi parang ganito yan ha. If you would think about it, in a relationship, ang expectation mo, dapat sila laki lahat nagbibigay and all eh. Diba? Parang ikaw yung nag-expect ka, you just receive, 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 but you don't give anything back to your partner. And then magugulat ka na lang yung partner mo, ayaw na sa'yo, hindi ka na mahal, gusto ka na ang iwan and everything. Without you thinking na, ah, maybe I haven't attended to his needs as well. Maybe hindi lang naman kasi sex yung kailangan niya. At maybe, sa tagal naman ng relationship namin, hindi lang naman sex yung habol niya sa'kin. 
Diba? So, so yung mga ganyang questions, I think we, we need to start that dialogue with our partners as well. I think this is this a call for all women out there. Please check out on um check up on your men i mean talk to them how they are just don't, don't make them your sugar daddies please um let's also change that problematic behavior kasi alam mo lagi na lang kasi we also participate in that cycle eh diba para alam mo yon pag lalaki sa so mga date lalaki lang dapat ganyan ganyan alam mo yon we also need we also need to encourage women to start breaking the stereotypes and the expectations let's also ask women to have the initiative na ah maybe we i, I can also pay for my food I can also pay for the drinks. We can share for the expenses and everything else. It doesn't have the, the men to always put everything in the relationship because a relationship is a partnership. It's not a one-sided transaction business. Diba? So, I mean, those kinds of examples are a way for us to, you know, to, to, to shift and include men in the discussion of relationships, changing behaviors, and everything else. Marami yan. Um, another thing, for those men who experience um, victimhood, I think... I know it's difficult to talk, but I think you need to. We all need to start talking to find allegiances, and once we have those allegiances, it becomes much more visible to talk about the struggle. Because I think ito ha, and this is something I will tell you. Mahirap pag-usapan ng isang bagay kapag walang gusto magsalita tungkol doon. And the masaklap is that when one starts talking about it, one gets critiqued, one gets attacked. So parang we need to start be reflexive as well with how we address these concerns. Na parang you don't react, you respond. And there's a difference. Alam mo yun, when men tell their stories of victimhood, you don't react, you respond. You respond to them with empathy. That okay, we see, we recognize that there's a problem. The problem is that when men share it, the most common thing people do is to react. Eh, kami rin naman na experience namin yun eh. That further pushes people who experience victimhood back into silence. Just imagine when women talks about rape and they are being silenced. That's equally an analogous situation for men talking about victimhood and they are silenced. So I think we don't want that kind. Of, of conversation going on around us. If we want to solve these problems, we need to talk to that kind of thing. But at the same time, I would want to talk to men in general. Men, please get off your high horses. <laughs> diba? I, I mean, that's very important. I mean, it, it sounds funny, diba? It, it sounds funny, but yeah, I think it's very important. Men, get off your high horses just because you are a man and this is a man's world. Everything doesn't revolve around you. Diba? But we need to start, we need, sometimes we need to put men in the right places. We need, you know, men sit down. You're not always right. Not everything that you've done for us is good. So we need to also, you know, you need to be open to critique that. Maybe what you were um, adhering to before is not something that everyone conforms to or agrees to now. I can be a man and equally enjoy playing other sports. I can be a man and play volleyball. It doesn't make me gay. I just really enjoy playing volleyball. Diba? But I can be a man and, you know, I play with my girlfriends, but it doesn't mean I'm gay. Just because I don't have a lot of male friends who are traditionally conforming to tradition doesn't mean I'm not gay. I'm gay already or I'm not a man. Maybe we need to start that. And we need to learn to trust people that, you know, they have to be confident with who they are. And I think that's, that's really it. Eh? We need to trust men. To be, we need to teach men to be confident on their own skin. Like, you know, if you call yourself a man, no more questions, no need to prove. You call yourself a man, lalaki ka, okay, fine, you're good to go. I don't have to tell you na, 
alam mo yun, ah, dapat ganito ka para maging mas lalaki ka. No, let's stop that. Because that adds unnecessary burden and unnecessary psychological, emotional effect that would be very difficult to repair, address, and fix in the long run because the damage has been done. We don't want to end up continuing the cycle of producing insensitive, problematic men in society. So we need to, you know, change this as well. So maybe for men who have been who have been part of perpetrating this violent culture, maybe you also need to join us in the quest of, you know, stopping this. It's not just our concern, it's also your concern. Mhm. So po gusto lang din iano, gusto lang din i-emphasize po yung like yung toxicity po lahat na yung mga pinapakita po ng mga tao sa uh, yung mga standards na pinap na sineset nila sa mga lalaki is uh yun naka-affect talaga siya sa mental health ng uh, ng isang tao hindi porket talaga yes. kami hindi kami umiiyak hindi kami hindi kami na nag-overthink or nagkakaroon ng anxiety about those stuff syempre iniisip din namin na kung kung nakikita ng ibang tao na wala kaming pake sa, sa sinasabi ng iba Iniisip din namin paano kami mag-fit in dun sa mga standards na sineset nyo. Kasi, uh, it's, ayun po, as an advocate po ng, ano, ng mental health, we really need to, ano, to address these kind of issues. Yan nga po, hindi nga na pag-uusapan. Uh, mm-hmm. People are still uh, really, uh, parang tabu pa tong uh, klase ng, ano, klase ng uh, expression ng, ng mga guys sa ibang tao. Kasi nga, they, ano, they saw us as, ano, as masculine, as a, hindi ano hindi hindi dapat umiiyak or hindi dapat nag mm-hmm. nag-express ng sarili nila no pero yun po siguro last question na po ito no uh, ano po yung like para magiging uh, message niyo po na po sa mga younger generation po na as in like ngayon po dinidiscover pa rin po nila yung uh, yung masculinity nila siguro uh, my message would be go and explore because you wouldn't know who you are until you experience the world. Maybe you need to break away from that cycle or thinking that, you know, bata ka pa lang, ganito ka dapat. Maybe, alam yun, no matter how people would tell you you should be like this, maybe you have to assert yourself that I have a choice to be who I am. And that goes for everyone, regardless of whatever your sexual orientation, gender identity, and expression is. It's, it's a question of, you know, you define who you are. You are capable of, you know, making the world fit for you. No one should dictate that. Totoo, no? Yes, I definitely agree, lalo na sa ating mga, uh, mga younger siblings, sa ating mga younger generation na hindi pa namumulat sa mga ganito ka-complex na, 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 usapin, na usapin sa kanilang yes. life. So, it's really, it's, it's, it's also up to the parents to nurture their children the right way, Ikang. Sandy, this is the last portion of our discussion. Thank you so much po, Professor Mikey, sa lahat po ng input ninyo. Sobrang natuwa po kami at medyo nabigla din kami kasi na-break Sobra. din yung stereotypes na meron kami sa aming isip at yung naituro sa amin uh, as we age and as we grow up. And yun nga, kagaya ng nasabi at nabanggit kanina na talagang these are types of discussions that are normally not discussed within the four corners of our classroom. So, matanong ko po, uh, Sir uh, Mikey, so, ano po yung final tips ninyo para sa mga estudyante nating nakikinig na hindi man po nagsispecialize sa gender studies, ay gusto ninyong matake away nila 
pagkatapos po nilang makinig dito sa ating podcast. Sige. Um, I, I, I want to keep it as brief as possible. Sige. Um, first thing, um, you don't need to specialize on gender to know who you are. I think you yourself in, you know, as you grow up, you have a capability, you have the capability to learn about yourself and the world. And I think um, it is equally important for you to learn that um, you can determine what is right and what is wrong for you. And if you think that being uh, compliant to standards of men would make feel right for you because that's how you identify, it's okay. If you don't feel like complying with it, that should also be okay because you don't have to comply into something that would make you feel bad about yourself. Ayan, I think that's one. Number two, um, I think you need, it's important to have an awareness of all of these you know, problematic conditions that affect how we understand ourselves, both, um, in, both within our culture and into the larger scale. But we also need to make sure that um, we... Um, this awareness does not lead to anything that would make us impose this on others. Sometimes people being aware of what these contentions and standards are, sometimes the tendency is they would want to reinforce it because they think that is right. So we have to be very conscious as well of this awareness that we have because sometimes awareness doesn't translate into a positive action. Sometimes an awareness of it could potentially be harmful as well, especially if other people who don't know how to manage it would be using it for something else. Okay. Number three, education is key. We agree that, but we cannot achieve the goals of education if we would be supporting the same problematic structures that constantly miseducate us about our own identities and gender, gendered selves. So it's not, so if you think that the society it's not giving you the right avenue for you to grow and to be educated in the right way. Maybe you also be part of the process of changing it. Okay. I think, I guess um, we experts, we, we students are, can only do so much in researching on this, talking about this and everything else. But we are just, you know, at the tip of the iceberg. We're just here, you know, we're discussing you. Here's, the, here's how big the problem is. But, you know, we can't totally change and address this if you won't be joining us as well in having these, you know, painful but necessary conversations. We need to engage with the right kind of mindset that we want to respond. We don't want to react. We want to be inclusive. We don't want to be exclusive. Yeah, I think, yeah. and then for when we, when we do all of these things, I think we can contribute to our goals of achieving gender equality, not just on a global scale, but also in our own country, wherein we are, we are struggling with the illusion that, you know, Filipino society is taller. Um, Filipino society is accepting. No, we're not. Sorry, I have to break it. We're not an accepting peop, um, society when it comes to these, you know, um, gender conventions. We're not accepting. We're actually tolerant. We tolerate it as long as we benefit from it. So maybe we also need to start participating in the cycle of, you know, let's break this. It's either you accept me or you don't. There's no condition whatsoever. I guess that's it. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for no prof, Mikey. And Vince, kayo na ba sa talaga ito magsisimula? Sa atin naman. <laughs> Totoo. Sa atin at sa atin din talaga magsisimula yung change na gusto natin nakita sa ating kapaliteran. Yes. 
Ayun po. No, thank you po talaga, uh, Prof. Mikey. Um, ngayon po, uh, Osberg, they can find you po. Meron po ba kayong ipopromote? Yes. Uh, <laughs> yes. Um, sige, I'm very active on Twitter, but you can also, I mean, it's my handle is the same um, in all of social media. So you can follow me on um, Instagram and Twitter. Um, um, at handle at Prof Mikey P-R-O-F-M-Y-K-I-E so you can follow me on that link you can ask me questions there you can follow me and if you need to be connected constantly updated with my research and what's going on in my life whether if I'm in the Philippines or not you can go check that one if you want to see some funny stories or some random stuff you can also follow me on Instagram you can also follow me on LinkedIn using the same handle at Prof Mikey if you want to get professionally and maybe you want to network and have contacts with different Um, organizations and people would love to connect with you. Ayun po, no, thank you po. We truly appreciate po, Prof, uh, you po, Prof Mikey, for breaking stigma on uh, men and dispense validation and enlightenment po sa mga kalalakihan. Through this, we are one step forward towards opening our perspectives. Sadly, this is all the time we had for tonight. Hey Pa, It's Friday has been made possible thanks to our sponsors and partners. This podcast series is in partnership with Honor Society of Mapua, PLM Tugon Rescue, PLM Junior Entrepreneur Society, UP Premedical Society Baguio, Bukluran Students Alliance Integrated Students Organization, PLM College of Physical Therapy Student Council, in cooperation with Archers Network. Agham Youth PUP PLM Society of Information Technology Enthusiasts USTCRS Student Council This podcast series is sponsored by Baked by Julia and Bougie Finds Our generation indeed is utterly privileged to be open to topics like this which destigmatize and break the toxic masculinity concept na talaga namang isang malaking factor in advocating emotional and mental health. I agree, Louise. I am very glad that this episode was able to offer a transformative discussion and address these still existing issues patungkol sa overall circumstances ng mga kalalakihan. To all of us here, especially the men out there, emotional expression will never be a sign of weakness as we are all naturally emotional and feeling well beings. Correct. We were able to learn that the concept of manliness that the society has implanted is not entirely accurate as it varies among every individual, which is why masculinity is not always correlated with dominance and strength. Lagi lang natin iparamdam sa isa't isa na we are all free to manifest our emotions at hindi ito kailanman dapat maging basihan ng pagkalalaki o kahit pagkababae. Living like a man should not be based on stereotypes. For masculinity, you should always be under your own terms. Join us again next week as we address the struggles of impulsive buying. Join the Commission on Health and Wellness as we venture on health-related journeys one Friday at a time on Facebook, YouTube, and Spotify at 6pm. Once again, I am your soft but cool guy, Luis. And I am KitKat bringing you sugar, spice, and everything nice. This is Hashtag TCIF, Rachel, It's Friday Season 2. Good night, everyone!